This is Retirement Keys with Anthony Kinjemi from Crescent City Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Anthony provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Keys with your host, Anthony Kinjemi. Hello and welcome back to Retirement Keys. My name's Anthony Kinjemi from Crescent City Retirement Group, and we have our fabulous co-host with us as we do every Sunday morning, Mr. Tony Shore. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? Well, thank you, Anthony, for having me here, and I am great. I've had a great week. I actually got a lot done. I feel better about this week. I wasn't quite so uh, panicked. Last week, I was so busy. Uh, I've had a good one. How about you? Have you been keeping busy, Anthony? Yeah, we have, Tony. Uh, we've been busy uh, with this, uh, you know, time of the year. I know we've got an election coming up and we've got, uh, you know, a, a stock market that's, uh, you know, certainly we've seen our share of volatility. And so, of course, we have a lot of adjustments that we've made with uh, many of our clients that are more concerned about protecting assets. So we, um, uh, you know, we have been busy, but uh, it's been good, you know, and uh, we've got, um, uh, you know, a lot of different things working in our economy and we just want to be prepared for all of that. So, uh, yeah, Tony, we've been doing well. And then on the home front, you know, uh, we just got back off of a fishing trip. Uh, my son and I, we've been fishing together now, I guess, 10 or 12 years uh, he's 20 and he started fishing at around eight years old. He loves to fish, but I, I can honestly say, I think we probably uh, just now figured out uh, how to do uh, trout fishing. It just takes a lot of uh, trial and error and really needing to know what you're doing oh. for our fishing audience out there. They're probably thinking I'm a slow learner and maybe, <laughs> maybe I am, but but we certainly have, uh, seems like we've got what I would call the recipe now to catch and speckle trout. And so we're excited oh, wow. about that. That is exciting. Wow. I like it. I like it. So, um, that sounds great. Trout fishing. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, eating trout also pretty tasty, <laughs> right? You gotta love that, Tony. Next yeah. time you're in town, there's a, uh, there's a, a trout dish. It's called trout almondine. Oh that yeah. They just do, you know, really, we've got several restaurants in the city that just do an incredible job. So with that dish, so maybe when next time you come in to visit, we can, we can try that. Yes, that's a, you're on. I, I, we're doing the trout almondy next time I'm in town. So um, our show today, I think you picked a great topic uh, talking about uh, really, you know, there's a lot of common financial myths out there. And I know some some of those can be, you know, dismissed as unrealistic as soon as you hear them. But sometimes we're like, is that true? So, uh, you know, I'm sure we've all had friends or coworkers or neighbors. I know I have. Uh, give us these financial tidbits, uh, you know, but if we peel it back, it, it could be exposed as a myth, right? Definitely, Tony, right? 
uh, that there are plenty of financial myths floating around out there. Uh, let's start with some Social Security myths that uh, have been gaining steam during the current pandemic. Uh, an online financial publication, Motley Fool, recently addressed these in an article uh, titled Three Social Security Myths You Shouldn't Believe During COVID-19. The first thing the article addresses is a scary one, the myth that the pandemic will completely wipe out Social Security. So as the article notes, this myth seems like it could be believable because payroll taxes are one of the Social Security's primarily primary funding sources. Uh, this year, the government claims a 12.4 percent tax on up to 137,700 in earnings. Uh, salaried workers pay half of that, 12.4, and the companies they work for pay the other half. Now, of course, self-employed workers pay the entire 12.4%. But again, Tony, as we'll talk a bit about, this is certainly a myth. Well, yeah, definitely. And, you know, there are so many myths I know uh, surrounding Social Security uh, that we hear about. And I know we're talking about myths here, but I have to say, given the current economy and our unemployment rate right now, uh, I have to think that Social Security is looking at a very serious revenue dip, though, aren't they? Well, your notion isn't completely incorrect, Tony. After all, because so many Americans are currently out of work, there aren't contributing payroll taxes on their wages. Uh, so it's clear that Social Security is losing revenue right now and may well be losing revenue for much of the remainder of 2020. But the reality is, while a revenue dip may well be set back for Social Security, there's no evidence to support the idea that it will be doomed, uh, will doom the program forever. In fact, once the economy recovers and unemployment begins to tick downward, Social Security revenue stream will begin to stabilize. Yeah, that makes sense. But what if our current levels of high unemployment continue throughout the rest of the year? Well, even in that scenario plays out, Tony, it won't even come close to wiping out Social Security, as the article notes. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of this is... Uh, you know, just overstated, Tony, or even embellished. So, you know, you've got to be careful about uh, looking at these doomsday articles and, and taking them as uh, as the truth. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's a relief to know that one's uh, not true. I'll be ready to shoot it down if I hear somebody talking about it online. What do you have next for us? Uh, well, another myth making the rounds right now is that you can't apply for Social Security during the current pandemic. I mean, while it's true that Social Security began closing field offices in March, that move was made solely to promote social distancing and to protect the many vulnerable people who need to do business at the Social Security office. So, it is true that they've closed many of their field offices, but that doesn't mean you still can't make your elections online with Social Security. So a clo what you're saying is a closed field office doesn't also mean that people can't file for Social Security, right? Uh, 
Absolutely not, Tony. You can easily create a Social Security account online and register for benefits whenever you're ready, as long as you're 62 or older. And to create your online account, you can start at socialsecurity.gov or ssa.gov. You'll be asked to verify your identity with some personal information, and you'll also be asked your Social Security questions that only you'd know the answer to. And from there, you'll create a username and password. And then lastly, you'll confirm your email address or your phone number by entering a one-time code with 10 minutes of receiving it to ensure your information is safe. So they have all of the various online safety features, even to the point of sending you a passcode to your cell phone to make sure that it is you. So they've really done a great job with these online portals, Tony. Yeah. Uh, so you really can communicate with the uh, Social Security office uh, very, very efficiently uh, online with, with the portal. Yeah, I mean, and given that so much, you know, so much of our financial lives is already online, it makes sense that Social Security can also be managed uh, right from our laptops or phones. Absolutely, Ty. It's a good point. Another potentially harmful Social Security myth that's buzzing around suggests that Social Security recipients who lose their jobs during the pandemic can't file for unemployment benefits. Now, this may be a huge population, but the fact is some people do work and receive Social Security at the same time. So it might be natural to assume that if you lose uh, if someone loses their job, uh, they'd be out of luck when it comes to unemployment. But that's simply not true. Previously, some states would reduce an unemployment payment if you're also on Social Security, but that practice has been eliminated. Uh, it's also true that if you're collecting both Social Security and a paycheck before reaching your full retirement age, you may have some benefits withheld if you work uh, income is greater than what's known as the earnings test limit. However, unemployment benefits don't count as wages toward that limit, so they should, uh, shouldn't really be any effect at all on your Social Security. Well, yeah, that's, that sounds great, Anthony, but our time is just about up for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a quick break here? Well, I would just say that I know that we're we're saying a lot of different things here as it relates to Social Security and certainly don't get all caught up in the minutia of it all. But if you have a Social Security question, I mean, everybody's situation uh, can be different. So don't don't go it alone. If you have Social Security questions, we have a team of um, uh, CFPs that we work with. And, 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 and several of them specialize in the rules as it relates to Social Security planning. And we have a, a fabulous, and some of you may know this or even have seen this, our Social Security Maximization Report, which ties all of the relevant rules. It ties it all into a report. So if your situation is might be different than your neighbor's situation, obviously. So you want the specifics on your situation. That's the Social Security maximization report that we provide. So if you're listening and you're saying, well, gee, this sounds like a lot of information and how do I know what's the best direction for me? 
by all means, just let us provide you that Social Security maximization report that really pulls it all together. You can call our office at 504-828-2171 or just simply go online at crescentcityretirement.com and you can order the report right online. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Anthony Kinjemi here on Retirement Keys right after this. You've been listening to our shows and advice on getting your finances in order and creating a retirement income plan that will last. Now is the time to take advantage of our special offer. This is Anthony Kinjemi with Crescent City Retirement Group, and we're now offering our three-step retirement planning process at no cost and a $100 gift card to the restaurant of your choice upon completion of the planning process. Call Crescent City Retirement Group within the next 20 minutes at 504-828-2171. That number again is 504-828-2171. And welcome back to Retirement Keys. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Anthony Kinjemi. And Anthony, great show so far today, talking about some of the common financial myths out there that a lot of us hear as we seek to build a strong financial strategy Uh, And we've been doing some great myth busting. Uh, What do you have next for us? Well, Tony, uh, in this segment, we're going to focus on Medicare and some, some, some myths surrounding that. Being able to spot myths from truths can make you feel more confident as you navigate your way toward retirement. These myths from four Medicare myths you shouldn't believe published on MotleyFool.com can cause people to misunderstand things, some good and some bad. The first common Medicare myth is that your coverage is free. Well, first, it's critical to remember that Medicare consists of various parts. Well, there's just focus on three for now. We're going to focus on part A, which covers your hospital, part B, which covers your doctors and visits and diagnostics, and then part D, which covers your prescription drugs. Now, part A doesn't have a premium. So if you qualify for part A through your working years, which most people do, they don't pay a premium in uh, retirement. They get A uh, at no cost. But Part B and D do charge a premium, with, and without the right strategy, those premiums can certainly eat into your retirement budget. So we really just need to be cognizant of what those premiums are and make sure that we have all that factored into our retirement plan. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's key right there is to factor it into the overall strategy. Uh, and I know working with a professional like yourself, Anthony, is is key to this. And that's a great ba- uh, breakdown. Tell us a little bit more though about the premiums you you mentioned. Well, Tony, the Centers for Medicare Medicaid Services state. Uh, in their article 2020, Medicare Part A and B premiums and deductibles, that the standard Part B premium is $135.50 for Part B uh, per month. Now, higher income earners often have to pay more for their Part B. There's no standard premium for Part D because your costs will be determined by the plan you choose. But just like with Part B, 
higher income earners will pay an additional monthly charge on top of their standard Part D premium. Additionally, Medicare also has a variety of co-pays and deductibles that you're responsible for, the full extent of which will depend on what kind of care you end up needing. Ultimately, the key takeaway here, Tony, is that Medicare is definitely not free and can really carry some substantial costs. There are uh, a robust financial strategy uh, that you should clearly factor Medicare into in its formula. So we just want to make sure, as we stated earlier, Tony, that we know what the costs are. We know if we're going to have to pay higher costs based on our income in retirement. And this is such a key point because a lot of times people are not considering when they have to start taking required minimum distributions from their IRA. You know, they're not considering, they might be considering the, they're not considering maybe the tax bracket they might jump into or the Medicare Part B premiums that might increase. And uh, Social Security, of course, has uh, taxable portions that can increase. So making sure that our income plan understands all of these little hidden costs uh, is so important, Tony, to have a really efficient strategy in retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key right there. But does Medicare address long-term care needs? It, it doesn't, Tony. Long-term care, like assisted living facilities, nursing homes, aren't covered. In most cases, you'll have to address those needs either out of pocket, uh, and that's why it's often recommended that somebody have an additional long-term care insurance policy once they get into their 50s and 60s. Those policies, uh, Tony, will go a long way in protecting those assets in retirement. If somebody really gets ill and needs assisted living or nursing home care or even home health care, protecting those assets and allowing us to remain independent in retirement. Yeah. And we've talked about that on past shows, Anthony. You've mentioned there are a lot of options, uh, long-term care, some of it, uh, insurance can, some of it can be expensive, but there are other options uh, to insure for long-term care and some strategies out there. And I know you've used those for your clients because long-term care is, it can be very expensive and a lot of people are going to need it. Uh, but again, Medicare, common to a popular, you know, uh, a lot of misconceptions out there. Medicare does not cover long-term care. And I'm glad you you, you mentioned that. Um, and it seems like a good topic to address with a financial services professional like yourself, because then you help people uh, really add it into their retirement strategies. Uh, what's the next myth you have for us? Well, another myth, Tony, that some of our listeners have probably heard is that you're automatically enrolled in Medicare when you turn 65. And that's definitely not the case. If you're already collecting Social Security on your 65th birthday, you'll most likely be put on Medicare Part A and B without having to do anything. However, if that's not the case, you'll need to sign up uh, yourself to avoid penalties down the line, but don't worry, your initial open enrollment window is quite generous. Your window begins three months before 
you turn 65 and doesn't close until the three months after you turn 65. So it's really seven months. It's three months before, it's the month of, and then three months after. So we have plenty of time to make the right decision for ourselves. Uh, We just have to make sure that we do things in a timely manner and do things the way we need them done because there's penalties uh, that, that, that can accompany us if we don't, if we don't do it correctly. Uh, you can also sign up for Medicare online. Uh, you can even do it, uh, in conjunction with your social security. So, you know, if, if, um, uh, depending on the timing of when you want to start social security, or if you need Medicare at 65, some people are still working at 65. So they're going to have their group. If they still have a group policy, maybe they won't join Medicare part B until they come off their group. And then they'll join Medicare part B later, but then we have to show they had credible coverage, which is fine. It's done all the time. But again, you have these little, you know, uh, scenarios. And again, everybody's situation's not the same, obviously. So we just want to make sure that we have all of the information we need to make a good decision. Right. And and that actually, you, you were getting into my next question there that I was going to ask you. A person, should a person enroll in Medicare as soon as they're eligible? Well, that's actually our next myth. Uh, While many people are probably smart to sign up for Medicare right away so they can begin utilizing their benefits it provides, that's not the case for everybody. If you're still working, as I mentioned earlier, when you're 65 and on a group health plan through your job, you might want to sign up for Medicare Part A since it's free, but then wait to sign up for the other parts to Medicare uh, because they've as a premium. But if you're paying through the nose for your group plan at work and you don't like it, or the deductibles are really high and the premiums are really high, then you may want to crunch the numbers to see if it, com- if it a complete uh, transition to Medicare might be the smarter play uh, even while you're working and just tell the group, look, we're, I'm Medicare eligible now. So I'm going to go with my Medicare part A and B or get a supplement or get Medicare advantage or get my drugs through Medicare and, uh, and, and, and then kick the, the group to the curb if it makes sense. So, um, again, you know, we just, uh, and we've got, you know, let me just say this for our listeners, you know, you don't have to be an expert on every aspect. You just have to know what your situation is and what the options are for you. And then look at those options and explore with a financial professional, somebody who's uh, you know familiar with the various options to make sure that you know all of your options that are available, and then you can make a good decision going forward. So, I mean, it's not you know, it, but it does require. I mean, unless you think you're going to try to read everything there is to read about Medicare and and all the different plans and all the different scenarios. I mean, that could drive you, you know, up a wall when really it's not necessary if you can team up with a financial services professional that specializes also in healthcare planning. Uh, and 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 then that way you've got, uh, you know, a professional working with you to help you make those choices. 
Right. And and not only with things like Medicare and Social Security, which we've all already talked about, Anthony, I think it's important for our listeners uh, to understand that they need to work with somebody like you uh, on their investments. Obviously, you, you should work with a financial professional, financial advisor, uh, because things like taxes come into play. And a lot of people think a uh, big myth is when I get into retirement, I'm going to be paying less taxes. But uh, that's not necessarily true either, is it? Yeah, absolutely, Tony. I mean, you know, when you, we think about our retirement plan, uh, you know, and those five key elements to a sound retirement plan, you know, there's estate and legacy planning, which we've done many shows on, investment strategies, income planning, healthcare planning, and tax strategies. And we really do believe that if you've got those five key areas covered in your retirement plan, and I'll say them again, uh, estate and legacy planning, investment strategy, income planning, healthcare planning, and tax planning, if you've incorporated those five key elements into your retirement plan, we strongly feel you have a pretty well thought out plan. And that's really should be the goal. Yeah. And, you know, we have our uh, YouTube channel. You can go online. You can see a lot of the workshops we've done on these particular topics. Uh, we also uh, do um, a monthly uh, uh, seminars, workshops. Uh, we're going to be at a Fleming's restaurant in Metairie uh, in the month of October. So I would encourage you, if you'd like to come to one of our workshops or if you'd like to see us online, I would encourage you to do it and then educate yourself, especially if you're leading into retirement or you're, you know, five, seven, 10 years in retirement. Look, learning these strategies and making sure you have a well-established retirement plan is going to be key to overall success. So I just want to thank you all for joining us. And I do have a special offer I'd like to like to make. You've been listening to our shows and advice on getting your finances in order and creating a retirement income plan that will last. Now is the time to take advantage of our special offer. This is Anthony Kinjemi of Crescent City Retirement Group, and we're now offering a complimentary gourmet dinner and retirement planning workshop, the five keys to a stress-free retirement. This is one workshop you won't want to miss. Call in the next 20 minutes for this no-cost offer. Seating is limited. Call Crescent City Retirement Group within the next 20 minutes at 504-828-2171. That number again is 504-828-2171. Thank you for listening to Retirement Keys. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Anthony Congemi at Crescent City Retirement Group. Call 504-828-2171 or visit the website at crescentcityretirement.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Anthony Kinjemi and Crescent City Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.